should be good. Okay. So, <laughs> no joking. Um, and action. Action. Um, okay, so. How are you doing, Steve? <laughs> good, thank you. And you? No, I can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. I actually read the, the intro to the, the Breeders Racing Handbook, volume 24, I think, oh, from 1935 this morning. And the English in there reminded me a lot of uh, the type of writing that you used, to, you used uh. to do when you wrote to the newspapers, <laughs> the terminology. But anyway, that's not why we're here. So, yeah, I just want to say thanks for taking the time. No, pleasure. Um, like I mentioned just before we started rolling the, the camera, or the phone in this case, uh, for me, this is not about presenting uh, uh, the wild oil side of a business in front of the camera. I find it interesting to chat to the people behind the brand and or be, behind the business or behind the brand because knowing why someone does it or how and not necessarily how they do it is uh, often just as important for people in terms of uh, investing in the brand. And besides us being good friends, <laughs> Uh, I think for me, it's uh, it would be really cool, and I appreciate. I just appreciate that you that you decided to take the time while we're visiting you here from Switzerland. And uh... a great pleasure. <laughs> okay, so here we have Alex Molnar, winemaker extraordinaire. He's the owner, <laughs> the owner of Natafle Wines. You can correct me at any time. If no, no, <laughs> no. You're doing well. Mistakes. Uh, and someone who has, to a large extent, uh, brought a bit of uh, a fresh take on wine and winemaking in the greatest Stellenbosch region. Uh, also a good friend. We are visiting them quickly from Switzerland passing through and we thought we'd quickly sit down and catch up a little bit uh, behind and in front of the camera. And this is just a, a uh, hopefully just a quick take or a quick, um, what the word, a quick look into his uh, motivation behind doing what he, what he does. So. Let's get into it. Ready? Always ready. <laughs> Are you scared? No, born ready. <laughs> okay. I'm a bit scared. It's weird in the in interviewing a friend for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so let's maybe start off with a bigger question. Why wine? Um, well, I think if you grew up in Stellenbosch, it's kind of default, isn't it? You know, I'd, I'd never forget visiting a friend's uh, house and they, they lived on a winery. And I guess I got to see a winery for the first time, sort of from the real point of view, like you're trying to achieve here. Okay. And it fascinated me. Oh. And I think then it also helped having my eldest brother was also making wine. Uh, so, you know, in harvest time, seeing the busying of tractors with trailers full of grapes heading to wineries, you know, it's, mm. there's quite a buzz about it especially okay. growing up in the Stellenbosch region. So kind of, I, I was actually took a gap year after school and I, I, my father emailed me. It was in the days where you had those big internet halls mm. in a high street somewhere. And I got an email from him saying, listen, I've got to sign you up for university. What do you want to do? So I emailed back saying, I want to do philosophy or winemaking. And, oh, I, yeah. and I think he made the executive decision that yeah. it, winemaking will, it will be. <laughs> <laughs> as, as the parent. Exactly. Okay. Well, that, that's actually quite interesting. Um, see, that's also why I like doing this, actually. Is that yeah. you, I mean, we, we talk about a lot of stuff, you know, when we're having a glass of wine in the evenings. But, but not that it, sort of it stuff. Really, it really gets to sort of that sort yeah. of, of, of depth. Um, okay. But philosophy, that actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> actually, <laughs> no, you know, now that I know you're not better, that could also have, uh, have worked quite well. And I think it, maybe it, in... in in some ways, or some sometimes smaller, sometimes bigger, it actually ties into a bit. Well, I, th I think I think I think winemaking is a, is an incredible philosophical yeah. um, job, really. You know, you're creating something which you don't really know what the end product is going to be. You know, it's it's sort of it's it's a it's a it's an imagination, an idea. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's not like you can. It's not uh, a Coca-Cola factory, or well, certainly not this winery. Yeah. yeah, you can you can guide the product or yeah, guide yeah. the wine in a direction, but you can't say exactly how it's mm. going to turn out. Well, I think I think that's really what we try and do here is is try and make wines reflect a vintage, and okay. the reality is, not every summer is the same, and not every winter is the same, mm -hmm. and these are crucial factors that play a role in what the final product will mm. taste like. So, would you say? Sorry, this is a bit of a, a tangent. Mm. Carrying on from that, so would you say wine is? Um, 
Yeah, so it's an expression of the season? Of course is it, it is. I think, I think it's one of the better expressions of yeah. seasons. I mean, one could always look at what the wheat harvest looked like or you know, how many tons per hectare they got, mm. but your bread will still taste the same, you know, because yeah. it's yeah, this mass production. Yeah. But, but wine, wine will reflect a, yeah. a year. Like, I mean, perfect example, I've just bottled the 2020 POW, mm. and it's slightly green. Now, well, maybe not green is the wrong word. I mean, it, it sort of hints more towards mint, which some people find a, an issue. But 2020 was a very infamous year in mm. a cellar in South Africa because it was the start of a hard lockdown. <laughs> and we actually had to pick the grapes two weeks earlier uh-huh, to, okay. yeah. to allow for a hard lockdown. Yeah. And we cannot taste this in the wine. And, you know, that's like, it, it, it's an interesting aspect, yeah. although maybe not all consumers will quite understand it. But, but yeah. if g- given the chance and you can explain mm. it, it actually, for me, makes the wine taste a bit better and yeah. more interesting. No, yeah, in that sense, I absolutely agree. I mean, we also, we, we, I think we've touched on it before in private conversations also that um, how when you know a little bit more about what goes into that specific wine, you actually start appreciating it. Mm, no, of course, it yeah. And that point about the picking the grapes early, actually, it's a, yeah, I think it make, makes a very good point um, about that. Uh, just before we carry on, I just want to quickly, what I've learned over time as well. To check all is good. Yes, that the phone doesn't shut off or the sound mysteriously stops recording because you know, we, then, we, then we can <laughs> Talking do all this and then we're just having a bit of a, it's not a pretentious conversation, but it's just you know, to make it look a little bit or to have a little bit, to make it a little bit more uh, accessible or more con, uh, friendlier to the larger yeah, audience. To the, if someone is watching, hi mom, <laughs> that they actually can follow along in a, uh, with, with sound. <laughs> Okay, so with the wine, as you progressed in your in the with 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 your winemaking, why why red? Why white? Do you focus on only red? Or? Well, I mean, obviously, when I started making wine, um, so I met CM on a bicycle. That's kind of how we we met. I think it was a bunch once mm-hmm. riding towards Wellington direction, which Might is a town been, yeah. just down here. <laughs> anyway, um, so I was a very keen cyclist and wanted to make wanted to pursue a career in that. Um, you know, obviously it was, if I look back, quite youthful uh, enthusiasm and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. But anyway, so I just got a degree in winemaking, so obviously also was very passionate about winemaking. And the reality is red wine is just much easier to make in a more cottage craft fashion, okay. which, which is how I started. Yeah. White wines need a little bit more uh, tech to okay. make them taste like yeah. their peers on a, mm-hmm. on a shelf. Which obviously is the the, get, yeah, the plan. It's a bit more temperamental. Oh, it's a bit yeah. I mean, it's you, you need a bit more money uh, to, to to do it. <laughs> and when you're starting out, you exactly. Know. And you, when you're starting out, you're trying to do things as cheaply as possible. <laughs> so yeah. So the, so the natural thing was obviously to to red wine. When I first started, it was post '90s in the wine industry. The '90s. Um, I mean, probably people shoot me down for saying this, but it wasn't the most creative moment in the in the wine world. You know, it was high alcohol, lots of wood. <laughs> you know, it, it was really not expressing uh, a vineyard. Yeah. And that these are the wines that I started making. And mm. obviously, to make these wines was quite capitally intensive and yeah. probably not ideal to start off with. Yeah. And then this new era of lighter style red wines arrived, and that kind of was the the turning point for me because suddenly I could make wines with limited resource, mm. which people really liked. Okay. And so that, that was an, a, bit an, of, yeah, a bit of a renaissance. A, oh, of course, yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay very cool. So, um, yeah, so you started off very, very small. I mean, as, as I know, but I had for four the purposes, barrels. Of, the, <laughs> purposes of, the, of, the, of the interview or the, or the podcast. Yeah, you had four barrels. I remember, uh, I mean, I don't think I, I came in here quite then, but yeah, I was often here early on, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it's quite amazing to see how far it's come. I mean, just yeah. these, these massive barrels around us now, yeah. um, and it's all done by by hand. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, actually, it's we we started our first office in twenty oh five. We will now be going into the so it's nineteen years later, and I'm actually just bought my first pneumatic press, which is going to be taking the yeah. hands off a little bit because yeah. at the moment we do everything through a manual press which yeah. to be honest uh, we were we were joking earlier today how we, when you get to an age where you know it, <laughs> yeah. it, you just want to make your life just that <laughs> tiny bit easier yeah. 
Um, so we bought this sort of pneumatic press. Obviously, we're still going to be using the basket press for our more high-end stuff. Mm. But bigger volume stuff, white wines, we, we yeah. put it through this very... Literally, you just push a button and it does it yeah. for you. Um, yeah. My French intern of, of a couple of years back said to me, Alex, uh, you're going to be bored in Harvest this year. So <laughs> I'm actually quite looking forward to that. <laughs> Being a bit more bored. Yeah, that's actually one of the amazing, amazing things. I mean, we've, now we've got now, when you started, I mean, all of us were just getting businesses off the ground, mm. trying to, to put something together. And you're now with, uh, yeah, like you mentioned, almost 20 years later, wives, well, not wives, a wife, I wouldn't say kids, <laughs> <laughs> kids, a wife, you know, uh, perspectives and responsibility shift. I mean, I think the, it's quite amazing that, that up until this year, I mean, up until right now, even all grapes, all wine was made with a hand press. With a, with yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so we, we were doing 70 tons with, yeah. with, a, with a manual yeah. press. I mean, it was just, think back, you know, it's, we used to call the seller the aggressive gym. And that's quite literally because yeah. you, 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 you're cranking it yeah. yourself. So that's it, going to be a, a quantum leap in, uh, in, in, in the, the operations here. In the yeah, in the productiveness. Mm. Well, not yeah, the getting things, getting the wine. Mm. But I mean, obviously, the key is that it doesn't affect how the wines taste. Yeah, no, you know, that, that, that's the, exactly the, 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 the philosophy. The, the, exactly the, the, the authenticity of what we're trying to do. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I could yeah, I could talk actually for a long time on that. That's a very interesting uh, <laughs> avenue to go down. But let's keep things a bit on point. We both have things to do. Um, uh, and just uh, yeah, just. I know a little bit of the history. I don't know it that well, but just a little bit of the, the history behind Nutterflay Wine Farm. So, I mean, it, it was the the land was originally. I mean, one's got to be so careful how one words this these also days. True. But um, but basically, uh, the history was written in 1715, and and that's when a woodcutter from Germany was allowed to chop trees down here. Uh, obviously, as the trees were cleared, the pastoral farmers could then move in with uh, mm. with cattle and livestock because of the proximity to Cape Town. Yeah. This was obviously the local village, which is three kilometers down mm. the road, was a central gathering point for meat. So livestock, which was then shipped okay. to, um, to, Cape Town. to Cape Town for the passing okay. ships. This is obviously before Suez Canal. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, obviously the British took over the Cape and, and wine, I think salt, armies back then really marched on, on booze. <laughs> and uh, that was really the uh, opulent time in the mm. Cape. You know, that's yeah. when all these buildings were built. Um, but then post, fast forward a long, long time, post Second World War, these old wineries were outdated. Mm. Uh, technology had changed dramatically. You had a, uh, Europe was obviously on its mm. knees post, post Second World War. Markets were obviously tough, um, and you needed to make a good product to try and sell it. And <laughs> that was the era where cooperatives were formed, where farmers would pull resource yeah. and just build a new cellar. It was just okay. easier. So then this stopped making wine in the late 50s, yeah. and it, it went through quite a few hands. Obviously, there were some financial problems mm. at the time. Parts of the farm were sold, mm. to obviously, to pay debts. And then my grandfather bought it as it stands now in yeah. 1969 okay. and that was to breed racehorses so yeah i wanted to actually start when i was race, a child yeah, this in here there were stables in here yeah. and i so used to come in yeah there were stables yeah all along here and then <laughs> i i always think my f grandfather was either a terrible builder or a or knew that we might turn it back into a winery okay so all the drainage he literally just put a very weak cement mixture in Mm. And it was literally like archaeological dig. We just chipped away, and and Bob's your uncle. We had a the we, had, we, had, we had the drainage. We had a yeah. wine cellar back again. So that was that was pretty cool. I don't know if okay. he did that intentionally. I'm not sure, but okay. uh, but it was it was quite a nice way to yeah. just quickly turn around. So we knocked out all the stables. They mm. they never damaged the walls. Okay. Um, the drainage was just chipped out again. I mean, yeah. it was a bit of a work, but it was yeah, yeah. wasn't wasn't crazy. Okay, but so yeah, so we got a little bit of a, a, a world history lesson as well there. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, well, I probably got it time. wrong. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's, not, it's, uh, it's nice that you you obviously should answer the question in your in your own way. That's what the whole thing is about. But um, but then, before we move on, just quickly on that, um, something else popped up in my mind now. Why? I don't think I wrote it down somewhere. 
Why Nutterfly? Why? I mean, a lot of. I mean, oh, I personally, so, I, so yeah, not, wait, wait, give me a chance. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just trying so, to. Yeah. So, so a lot, I mean, from my experience, having worked in the Stellenbosch region, also in the industry, in in, in various different capacities, that the more you I mean you study winemaking as well, obviously. Yeah. And so a lot of people then move on to a winery somewhere, especially maybe a bigger one or or a medium sized one, and then end up working there as a winemaker. Or I mean, you worked overseas as well, but was to 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 make the wine in Nutterfly was obviously quite a, a personal thing for you or a classic? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, you know, to revive something that was done here before is, is special, you know. I mean, it's like, I mean, yeah. I can't deny yeah. that, you know. Yeah. It was obviously, no, I you know, we, we, yeah. I think it's sort of almost a subconscious uh, pleasure, if mm. that makes sense. Mm. But uh, you, you touched on, on, on Nutterfle, the name, and I find this actually quite amusing. And once also, <laughs> so, so I had an intern in 2014, a Belgian guy, yeah. and driving back from the airport, I mean, I never met him in person, mm. and he, we were talking about Nutterfle, and he started giggling about the name, and okay. I, I yeah, and, and anyway, so I, I was like, what's so funny, you know, and then he explained that in, in sort of Dutch, uh, or Belgium, um, Flemish or whatever language that he was Flams, he, Flams, whatever he was speaking, it has a very strong sexual connotation, uh, nutter fillet meaning wet okay, valley. Okay. And in my, <laughs> I was in my thirties, and in my thirty odd years, I'd never ever thought of this. And subsequently, making make, making wine, and sh we actually we've just started shipping to the Netherlands. Uh, we also ship to Belgium. Okay. I always laugh at myself that I think a lot of people buy our name because, because yeah. of the co connotation and, and the amusement that they get from it. And, never, and it's sort of unintended story. consequences. Yeah. You know? I always like, find uh, that quite funny. Yeah. But I think Nutterfle really meant, you know, yeah, I think farming, farming in Africa, you needed water. Water, yes. And, exactly. and I think that's Nutter really Valley really means fertile yeah. valley. If, if that's mm. sort of, you know, you, yeah. if you plant your, your beans, they're going to grow. Mm. Yeah, and here, I mean, you're against the Simonsburg in a little... Yeah. Off when you do get rain, the rain runs off the mountain, and here also, you get you get a lot of less morning sun, more afternoon sun. Yeah, yeah. And um, which means the water stays a bit longer. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, it's like I think this was like a, a good place to 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 mm. start out, you know, yeah. back back then, yeah. back when. Yeah. But, but so, I was I always find that name quite yeah. funny. For thirty years of my life, it never really crossed my mind. <laughs> oh, that is interesting. Um, yeah, so it was a very. Are we waffling on too much? No, no. That's the whole point of this thing is to waffle. But what, what did this people is a waffle. do? This is the, this is the opportunity people, to waffle. But what do, I mean, do people really want to listen to this? Yes, mm. of course. People want to listen to this. Hi, Mom. <laughs> no, um, I mean, yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I mean, we can discuss this on camera as well anyway. Uh, people want... I, I sometimes... They're, they're, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, both with video and without, that are two, three, four hours long. People don't, you don't listen to it in one sitting necessarily, but you can if you want, thank you, <laughs> is that, that, that provides so much raw depth and, in, and, and insight into a, in, not, I mean, I keep using the word brand, but into a, a business or a, or a venture or a brand. And, and at the end of the day, that, that creates a lot of value for people. Mm. Like I mentioned just before we started rolling, I think nowadays, especially with the internet and, and, and marketing and social media that's so quick and so often and, and the volume is so high, uh, people are even, I mean, I, our generation is a slightly older generation, also the generation that's a lot younger. Are, the wheel is turning also. I mean, in my industry with photography, people are now moving into going back to film. A lot of very famous digital photographers, photographers who never, they, they learned the craft digitally. Mm. They never held a film camera in their life, are now moving into, oh, we, now we're doing film photography, yeah. this is old. I mean, I remember doing film photography and being so thankful moving into digital because it removed a lot of that hurdle of, of producing work and getting my like my creative vision out there because mm. I could go from camera almost straight to the to the internet or to print if I wanted. But mm. with film, shoot the film, then a lot of the black, like you mentioned earlier about the white wine that needs more tech to develop. Mm. With film, black and white was e very simple to develop compared to color film. Color mm. film, the, the temperature needs to be regulated very, very precisely, otherwise it all goes to shit. Or, so, yeah, I mean, but then that's all we had, so that was the process. Mm, and interesting. Things, and 
things change. But anyway, to get back to the point, yes, people listen to it. You don't need to worry about waffling. If they like, don't like the waffling, they just close the browser window. <laughs> I might add, I've got a bit of a hangover, thanks to CM. <laughs> and they, I, didn't, I asked you last night. Oh. Should we have another glass of wine? I, I, I never forced you. I did. You. I enjoyed it. No, no. <laughs> well, that's the nice thing of uh, catching up after a long, exactly. after a while of being here. Um, okay, so staying on track quickly, so <laughs> we keep the waffling to a minimum. Uh, the you so you do now you actually do a, you still do more red, but it's actually a good balance of of heavy red and then. Uh, okay, wait, let me, let me rephrase that question differently, actually. You do white and red, but uh, tell us quickly about... Uh, okay, let me rephrase the question again. You mentioned earlier about the 90s not being super creative in terms of wine. Mm -hmm. I think from my limited understanding of the industry and the wine industry globally as well as that, South African winemaking takes a lot of, of, of... takes a lot or mostly from what happened in South Africa politically and, 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 and geographically. So it, very much in the old French style, the heavier style yeah. of, of red and, and your classic white wines like the Sauvignon Blanc, etc. And which you obviously started to experimenting or making as well because that's that's what was known. Mm. And then later on, you moved into something, a grape or a varietal called Tinto. Yeah. Why? What drove that? Well, I, I mean, to be honest, I think, you know, I was at a crossroads of winemaking, trying to make these heavier style wines, which probably if I look back weren't really amazing me I didn't really enjoy drinking them or and why not because I probably felt terrible the next day drinking them they were like okay. I mean I always tell people like when you have a bunch of barrels and you're tasting a heavier wine mm. gosh by the time you get to barrel 10 you know it's I find my palate's tired already you know okay. um, but sort of so so basically <clears throat> I was at a crossroads because everyone was making these bigger wines very well much better mm. than I could with the resources I had. Yeah. And I was picking grapes out in Wellington and there was some Cinso next door to the vineyard I was picking and I was chatting to the farmer about it and he said to me, I asked him, well, when do you pick this? I was just curious. And he said to me, oh no, we pick it tomorrow. Why don't you pull in and, and I'll give you enough mm. for a barrel. Um, I said, I'll give it to you. I said, no, no, don't give it to me. I'll give you some wine in return. Anyway, so, <laughs> So I, I, I had luckily worked with Cinso um, in the south of France in 2005 when I did a harvest there. So oh, I, sort okay. of, I sort of knew a little bit about yeah. it. Um, but so and, did, if I can interject, <clears throat> did they make wine from the Cinso? Yeah, so basically most Provençal rosés are made from Cinso. Oh, okay. okay. Um, also, it is important to note that Cinso was the most planted red grape in South Africa. Mm. And I remember I'll, you mentioning this now, now, before, th yeah. th this, this can become quite sort of everyone has different opinions, but I always find that old people were quite smart with the amount of uh, technology they had at their disposal. Mm. So you had to plant cultivars, which means the type of grape that mm. worked. Uh, so it didn't help that you planted something in the ground which needed a lot of may uh, work on it, like yeah. maybe chemical sprays, maybe mm. hand manipulation okay. in a canopy aspect, yeah. how it grew. You wanted something that was easy. Yeah. That and, and almost good to take do, do it in, in that aspect, yeah, take care of itself. Yeah, and Cinso yeah. was hardy. Cinso was this sort of grape. Yeah. <clears throat> was also a very big producer. It was very fertile, which farmers of the time liked because mm. you know any farmer likes a lot of product coming mm. off his fields because it, it's relating into more money in his yeah. bank account. Sure, um, yeah. So, so a lot of the wines of the '60s and '70s in South mm. Africa were full of Cinso. Fast forward till some of these vineyards actually survived the 90s which was great yeah. purely because i think a lot of winemakers enjoyed them because they made these bulkier wines slightly more mm. drinkable um and anyway so so some of them still exist in the ground in south africa and anyway so i took on this little barrel and i tasted it after harvest and out of my cellar it was by far the most enjoyable wine i had ever tasted really? in my cellar and it was just joyous it was youthful it was pretty it was everything i enjoyed about wine mm. and so okay. kind of the, the rest after that is the the heavier stuff became less in the cellar and the yeah. lighter stuff became more okay so and yeah so you started experimenting a bit more yeah so, so basically back then no one could really tell me where quality came from 
So in a South African context, we often say oh, yeah, so Sauvignon so Blanc, good Sauvignon Blanc comes from the Durbanville Hills or mm. where, where Constantia, yeah. wherever it may be. But no, why no someone one, decided it was good? Or, well, yeah. I mean, generally they taste better. Maybe, maybe we can say they taste, okay, can compete internationally mm. on, on sort of high end better. Yeah. But no one could tell me about Sinso. Where, oh, where did okay. good Sinso yeah. come from? So back in 2014, I picked from, I think it was five or six different vineyards, mm. different regions. And that's when I came to the realization that Sinso, wherever it's planted, performs pretty well. And, okay. and also yeah. so shows it, a very different... Well in, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why we've got some of these older vines still existing. Yeah. And then... <clears throat> people sort of, have just left for dead, exactly, essentially. Exactly. Because you didn't really need a farm. It, it yeah. farmed itself. Yeah, obviously you had to prune <laughs> it and that sort of thing. <clears throat> Make a t-shirt. And then, I mean, when I first started exploring Sinso, I'd often meet a farmer because I knew he had some Sinso. Mm. And he would say, are you sure you want to see my sensor? You know, I've got great Shiraz, I've got great cab, and like, no, 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 I want to see your sensor. And that then, that then I'd get it a, a sort of quick apology as to how it looks, yeah, and yeah, it's like, yeah. no, don't worry, yeah. I'm, I'm used to it. But so, now that's changed a lot. Now sensor is really mm. manicured. It's one of the better vines yeah. in, on the farm because there's this movement towards lighter style red wines because um, yeah. they've, they've <clears throat> pair with food better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember when you started making it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there was anyone who made. Yeah, there were a couple. We were. But it was, yeah, but it was really an, an unknown entity in, yeah. in the bigger wine, wine industry in South Africa, especially in, in, in this region. And um, now it's it's really a, like the, the, how do you say, the popular thing to make. Yeah, it is very, it's, the, it's the hot the topic. I mean, for me, what, what, what really was like a, I, made me chuffed was when I started making, it was very much a philosophical reason to be making it because. It's what I liked. Yes, and, and something and you, you it, almost discovered. I discovered, and, and it was, was something, yourself. exactly, it was a massive discovery, you know, you really like this yeah. wine. And, yeah. and then fast forward like six, seven years, you suddenly see wines on the market, which I know are not made because of a philo philosophical yeah, reason. Of the, the it's a marketing, reason. it's yeah. a bottom line yeah. reason. And to me, yeah. that, that was one of the first times in my life where I thought, geez, you know, uh, that's, that made me feel quite good. Uh, mm. Good, you know, that was like, I, I, I bucked the trend, you know, <laughs> which yeah. doesn't often happen. <laughs> I think, I don't think you give yourself enough, enough credit in that sense. I think, especially starting out, I mean, for me as well, like you say, you often, you, when you're starting out, you try to, the reason you do things are maybe not, not nuanced in a sophisticated way. It's more nuanced in a, just trying to get things done and surviving. Yeah, sure, of course, you know? of course. You're just trying to get to tomorrow or next week mm. and paying the bills, but you also want to, to do something that, that, that you, you can be proud of, or that you mm. want people to see or to drink. And um, in that sense, with, with, um, with the Senso and with, like you mentioned, Albert, you, could, you know wine brands or wineries putting Senso out, and you know it's not for, for the, the philosophical reason, not yeah. for the... They're is doing it, it because they can, they, take it, they can, they can sell and, and, yeah. and they need something like that in their portfolio yeah. because, you know, yeah. lighter star reds are selling and, yeah, yeah. no, it's, 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 it's a, but I mean, isn't that the, the capitalist way, you know, that's, that's kind of, you know. Unfortunately, yeah, I think at the end of the day, yes, we all need to pay bills and, and, and make money and sometimes you feel like the more money I can make, the, the, the better, but I, I think especially, if, yeah, I mean, we spoke earlier about yeah, getting older and not wanting to struggle. How for me now, it's also a little bit more about being happy is maybe not the correct word, both happy and being satisfied within myself mm. out there versus making, maximizing my, my profit. And that's also in a, in a bit of a circular way, getting back to why I wanted to, to do this podcast or this interview or this just talking to you in front of the camera mm. or, or just to put it in a more simple way. And because... I think for me, what provides value and the reason I like something or buy something is, is I either I'm fortunate to know the person behind it or um, it, it, uh, I'm losing my words again. Did you speak uh, English a little? No. <laughs> yeah, probably not in Switzerland. <laughs> um, it just provides more, it makes the brand more real. You know, yeah, when we course, exposed to these, to these big yeah. brands, it just, Put things out there just mm. to be able to 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 make a profit. Not not that it's a bad thing. That's what business do. It's just that I find I like investing my money more in in those smaller businesses. Yeah, and of course. That, um, but I mean, from 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 
from my point of view, it's, it's also a very important thing that I've learned, and I think this can go across the, all spheres of, of, of doing stuff, mm. is to remain relevant. And, you know, it almost, in a way, with these bigger brands doing it, it kind of enhances our Nutterflay's relevance. Mm. Um, and and that that because you were early to we were early to it exactly it's like you know yeah. and and that's that's for me actually means that we were doing the right thing so it yeah. gives us in a, in a sense more relevance. I'm hearing, I hear what yeah. you're saying and I'm going to contradict you just now. Yeah. <laughs> if I can use the South Africanism, do we have? Yeah, let's look at that link. Um, I I absolutely agree with you. However, and that, and um, maybe some people watching. Uh, or if they ever, if someone ever does watch and they're aware of that, what you just mentioned is important. But I find myself, and I keep on using because we're doing, we're talking now. I keep on using you as a, as an example or our, our um, friendship or relationship. But what I the point I want to make is that if you, if people get to know you better, Alex Milner, the winemaker, mm -hmm. and they find themselves connecting with your winemaking philosophy, your view of life, your weird way of explaining things, I don't know. It doesn't matter if next year you decide to make a, pur a green wine or a purple yeah. wine or a, something completely weird, they will follow you. Yeah, follow yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, that that, that's they, almost they, like they a cult, cult following. Because <laughs> I'm not sure if people are going to like a green wine. But I hear well, what you, you're saying. You know, so saying. that's maybe not the, the best way of explaining it. But because they have a, they 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 connect with with your philosophy on yeah, winemaking, yeah. they're always interested, and I'm always interested to see what you, what you're doing, what you're making next. And I find myself wanting to to try it. I might not always like it, or I might yeah. say, no, actually I still like your the, yeah. the, the POW more or the sensor more. But um, you know, rather than just thinking, okay, so and so is putting out or is making this, it's amazing wine they're doing. But the only reason I'm buying it is, is because it tastes good. I think yeah, for yeah. me, I've, I want a bit more knowledge behind the brand. The no, sure, sure. The no, no, I think that, that's also... Some, and like we spoke about the... the um, maybe I shouldn't mention it on camera, about the, the things floating on water earlier. Like some yeah. people like a different style of that, and some people yeah. like the more... No, no, of course. The more r real. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh. And that's just, yeah, that's just uh, life. Um, people are different. Um, but I've got the fortunate. Uh... We were actually discussing um, catamarans. <laughs> Not that we are able to afford them, but the sailing versions and the ones which have a mast and a sail just for show. Yes, and just use the just use the motor to to get around. And yes. the, the the fact that one you're allowed to call sailing and the other one you're not allowed to call sailing, but there are people who view motoring around on a sailboat as sailing. <laughs> But I think, I think maybe we will leave, stop there. Yeah, I think we should leave it there. Yes, that that can get a bit heated. Uh, oh, but we both agree on that. On that, won't get heated between mm. us. I don't think. Yeah. Um, so just moving along swiftly, then you have just just quickly in like a little like a 30, 30 second just in, in a few sentences. Can you just give a quick explanation or, or story behind your different wines. So we'll start with, with the white wine. So Axel, your new... Okay, so, so the Axel is our only white wine. Uh, that's actually quite a fun story. My wife um, married me as a winemaker and said to me, why don't we have any white wine in the fridge? As uh, wives tend to do. You're and, making and a lot I, of wine, but they will find the one thing that you don't make. <laughs> and she, she had a very valid point. No. So, you know, I, I said, well, let's make one, you know. And, and so it's very much a wine made for her, stylistically yeah. what she wanted. She called it Mother's Little Helper. At the time we had a two, yeah. two young children and she wanted a low alcohol wine, uh, which was more textured, which our Chenin Blanc is. It's, it's mm. naturally fermented mm. in, in older wood. Yeah. And yes, it's it's a mother's little helper. That just takes that edge off. Takes the, the edge on bath time. Yeah, exactly. That does, I don't know in other parts of the world, but in South Africa, they call it the suicide hour when yeah, the kids are getting exactly. absolutely mental, and they they don't know that in Switzerland. Yeah. but I mean that, that's that's typical of a family business. You know, you yeah. make product for family members. <laughs> and yeah, that's uh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And now, I mean, now it's 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 one of your best sellers. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why we bought this press. Yeah. It's just to make more of that. More of that. Oh. Okay. So if anyone's looking for a very good Chenin Blanc, check out the... The Axel. The Axel. It's on the website and you can come to the wine farm as well. To the wine farm by appointment only. 
Or you can you can just you can just. Yeah, you, if, if you're lucky, and I'm here. <laughs> if you can find him somewhere on the farm. Uh, and POW, always find that quite Yeah, so, so the POW is, is what we initially started with, so that it's a typical cab Merlot blend. Mm. Um, the POW stands for Prisoner of War. So during the Second World War, on mm. Flair, there were three Italians that lived here. And they, did they live here or well, were they they, prisoners they, here? Well, I mean, come on, they, they were just <laughs> soldiers, you know. I don't think they were, they were bad guys. Um, so they, they came from a POW camp to help on the farm. Yeah. Um, I mean, can you imagine how boring it must be sitting on a POW camp or you can come and help out on a farm? Mm. I mean, I'd certainly want to help out on yeah. a farm. Um, anyway, so one of them left an inscription on the cottage that my wife and I and our children lived in, mm. uh, which read POW, his initials, which are BT, and then the date, which is quite poignant. It was the 27th of the 12th, 1943, so it was two days after Christmas. Mm. So I think it was inscribed with quite a bit of emotion yeah, uh, after he'd been, exactly, from his family, from uh, his just Christmas had gone, he'd obviously seen the farmer yeah. have a great uh, family get-together, yeah. and it was, I mean, this is before the era of internet, you know. Yeah. And it was a very long ship ride back to yeah. Europe and whether or not he'll ever see it. Yeah. So, so we thought it would be a good idea to name that first wine after him. P.O.W. As, yeah. yeah, as a tribute. As a tribute. Okay. I always find that story very, very cool. And one of your first, I think this is probably the first wine, the, yeah, the, the Swallow. Swallow. Yeah, Swallow. So the Swallow. The Swallow, when I first started out, I always felt that I couldn't make a wine of a quality that could represent the Nutterfilet name. Mm. So the Swallow initially was really for me developing my winemaking skills. Yeah, uh, so like a testing ground. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And now it's become more of an R&D wine where okay. I'll find blocks which I find interesting. Yeah. And it will just go in there, yeah, yeah. experimental stuff. Mm. But I mean, it always tastes down. We always we do we, we pick a backbone for it, okay. so we know what it's, and then we just dress it with experiments. Yeah. But it doesn't make. I'm mean, what I'm trying to say. It doesn't taste awful. <laughs> no, uh, it's a, no it's a, so 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 the swallow um, is named after the swallows that return each year to the cellar, um, yeah, just behind this camera. <laughs> They're pearl-breasted swallows, and they nest in here. And so yeah. when we first made it, was kind of. I'm a keen bird watcher, so yeah. it was made it was a good name, and obviously swallow, you know, spittle swallow, and you know yeah. that sort of yeah. tongue in cheek playing uh, <laughs> around. And then, yeah, that, that's yeah, that's um, I think it's something that that, that also goes with, with uh, one of the threads that, that sort of goes yeah. out. Your, uh, your winemaking is that, that uh, sharp sense of humor. Or that yeah, yeah, British, I mean, it's a bit, 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 bit of, of tongue-in-cheek, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people don't even catch it, you know, but, but yeah. some do. Those yeah, are the now few. they will maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I mean, with the birding, I mean, both you and your dad are yeah, yeah. birders. And Always keen. Now, I mean, I can't say now I'm, I'm still a birder, but yeah, growing up, I mean, with my family, when we went to the Kruger Park, yeah. we were always, we were Nick Park next to the road with the binoculars, and people always, like, come up with a card, like, where are the lions? Exactly. Like, no, no, we're just looking for that little yeah. brown bird in the tree. Well, I think, like, I mean, I mean not, not, not to deviate from the different wines, but it always makes me interest, it's interesting for me how, people go to these national parks mm. and are focused on looking at the big animals where yeah. the diversity of bird life just in Man, front of them is, is huge. And it's actually, once you, once you get into it, it's fascinating, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. you can have so much more fun in the bush. Yeah, you, look, you, can, looking, you can spend the whole day just yeah. around the camp. Yeah, and, yeah. And just looking at different birds. Around. But I mean, that's actually a good, <laughs> another takeaway into, for me especially, uh, a way to maybe, in a way, explain wine and, and appreciating wine like that is, like say, with people look at birds and they say, oh, it's just birds. We're the lions. You know, mm. we're the we're the big big things." And with with wine drink, with wine or wine drink, I mean, appreciating wine is the more you know those little details about the way that different birds, you know, the the, the, the color of the breast or the beak yeah, yeah. differ means different species, yeah, or completely yeah. different lineage. Um, and with with uh, sometimes with 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 um, people also use the example of F one racing. Mm. If you don't know anything about F1 racing, it's just a bunch of people driving fast cars around no, in a circle. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> so what's interesting about that? But and I was originally like that as well. And now the more you learn about like the types of engines that they're allowed to use or not allowed to use, when they're allowed to refuel, what all that, then it's actually that becomes quite interesting. Yeah, yeah you're right. But uh, but yeah, anyway, let's leave it at that. And then you have obviously the the the, the original sensor. Yeah, so so that's the coastal sensor. So that's really been become our sort of crowd pleaser mm. out of Nutterfilet. Um, I mean, we ship it all over the world. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a wine that, that has really opened so many doors for us. Yeah, but that was just putting, that was putting a lot of different sensors. Yeah, so, so it's basically, it's, 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 it's our biggest production. It's five different vineyards. 
Um, and sometimes, you know, often I feel that the some of the more interesting wines are actually inter-vineyard blends. You know, you can yeah. really build quite an interesting wine. Although yeah, yeah, everyone sure. speaks of single vineyard wines mm. as being sort of the 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 nirvana of mm. of the wine space. But yeah. but anyway, so the coastal blend is is it's it's a, a sort of cheaper Cinso, which yeah. which is, is sort of a more of a accessible to people. Yeah. And it's a crowd pleaser. It's really meant to be there. It's joyous. It's pretty. It's 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 lovely. And then I'll just continue with our two single vineyard senses. Yeah, but I was just going to actually. Which which so you are were just talking about single vineyard. So then then we have our our two single vineyard senses, which mm. are Darling and Stellenbosch. Which you've uh, actually re you've actually reduced. You used yeah, to we four. we we used to have four, but it got to a point where I think I had to realize that having four single site. Was just too confusing for a consumer. Mm. So and they're not, yeah, they're not that far apart. No, they're not that far apart. So I, what I tried to do was find the two that I felt really were unique mm. in a in a in a in the landscape of Cinso. Yeah. And that was Cinso. That was Stellenbosch and Darling. So yeah. they're also part of the Old Vine project, which is a great initiative in South mm. Africa to try and uh, protect heritage vineyards. So they're okay. older than thirty-five years. Okay. Uh, so the Darling vineyard was planted in nineteen seventy-eight. Mm. Um, the Darling, actually, really in recent years, we've we've kind of fine-tuned the winemaking, how we make it, and okay. it's it's I mean it's it's really performing really well. And I'm yeah. very excited about Darling as a region. So slightly warmer temperature in summer. Mm, yeah, warmer in summer, but also remember we've got a very cold Atlantic. I think yeah. people don't realize actually how cold <laughs> our Atlantic Ocean yeah. is, and the Darling region is you know less it's a point less than ten k's away from mm. that sea. And that has a huge as the crow flies. As the crow flies, has a huge impact on yeah. uh, on on the grape. So, you know, I'll leave here in the morning when we're picking in, in mm. Darling in a t-shirt, and when I'm there, I've got I've got a jumper on. Mm. Uh, so it's okay. dramatically cooler. Sure. So yeah, so we're very excited about our Darling. It's um, and then we have our Stellenbosch, yeah. which is a slightly older, 1972 vineyard. Um, Great little vineyard. It, mm. it looks, it's on the Polka Drive. It looks straight into Table Mountain. Okay. And then on the right, you've got Table Bay with Robin Island and sort of Cape Town. It's on Town the Polka Drive goes. Yeah, yeah. Just before. The dog leg road that goes. Uh, no, oh, no, 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 no. As you, as you sort of crest the hill yeah, yeah. and go down towards Blackheath. Yes. Ah, it's, okay. It's on, yeah. your, it's on your left hand oh, side. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I was, I was a bit old. And then on the other side, if you look left, you've yeah. got Cape Point and False Bay. Yes, yeah. So it's a vineyard which, which is really battered by the Cape winds, yeah. which is the south the winds Cape in the summer. And the north winds, which are in winter, um, so it's the last vineyard that we harvest. It, it's this tiny little block. It's really gnarled, and and, and it's it's so full it's of character. A, full of character. Yeah. That's what I to say. Yeah. So yeah, that's another one which also has a great uniqueness. You know, yeah. it, it can't be replicated, and mm. I think that's what we're trying to do with the single site wines. Is they might not be the the. the I've got to be careful what I'm saying. They might not be the best, but they're incredibly unique. And and uniqueness is what creates their value. Exactly, and, yeah, that's and, what and, elevates and it. To, exactly, and it's, to a large extent, it's, yeah. it's 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 they're different. So mm. some people might think, oh no, they've tasted better since. So that's not the point of them. Yeah. The point of them is to express their uniqueness. Mm. Um, yeah, I think what 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 I take away from that on, on my personal um, uh, philosophy, what I like is, or what I can compare it to, maybe is you know when you when you're traveling or when in the region where you live yeah. or your home home area hometown, and you know when we were recently recently well, a couple of months ago in the, in the in the northern hemisphere summer we were in, in in Greece on holiday, and yes you can go to the you know the fancy restaurants on the tourist strip, yeah. or you can go to the there's a little coastal pathway that you can only walk by foot, and then there was a little family family run taver, taver, taverna 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 and um, in the next little bay, yeah, and it. it it was super rustic. Yeah, yeah it was like people. Some people just walk in and they just turn around. And they go. Oh. Yeah. And we we ended up there one evening, and and then firstly the the look of it that attracts me because I wonder what's going on in there because you see the locals there, you mm. see people there, and then once you eat there, the, or or the quality that comes out of it is amazing. Yeah. And what makes it it might not be as polished as the fancy places, yeah. but what gives it value is that realness, mm. the character, the 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 heart that goes into it. Yeah, I mean the thing is, I mean maybe I downspoke them. They are delicious wines, you know. They they mm -hmm. they, they they on an international. No, but they, they perform really well. Yeah. But that I often, you know, they they are a, a, an expression of sight and place and yeah. time. Mm. Um, 
and you know that that's quite a unique yeah. unique thing and some people don't always grasp why do i have to pay more for that mm. you know and and actually well it's it's quite tough to make it you know yeah. it's, and, and it's it's they're old vines they don't produce as much and we want to try and keep them in the ground mm. and therefore therefore they cost them well i mean you know w when you've got a vineyard that's producing a third of what it produced in its youth mm. you know you can't pay the same amount for grapes like that 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 you're paying in the youth yeah. you know you, you've got to pay uh, a, a more for yeah. these grapes yeah they've to, make, to make it viable yeah. for, a, for a for a farmer for a farmer yeah otherwise it's it's more more economically to sensitive. put in put in a new yeah. younger vineyard which is going to have a yeah. higher yield yeah. so it also yeah it's, uh, it's a good point actually so it also has the role of actually you know keeping this characterful wine exactly grapes exactly in the ground because for the farmer yeah. it makes sense to make sense for them as well yeah that's actually something one doesn't often think of no, I mean, that's, I know we're all price sensitive and that sort of thing, but it's, it is a very important factor mm. to remember. Yeah. We want to try it's and keep some history thing. stuff in the ground. Yeah, I mean, otherwise everything just gets mm. what, whatever's going at the moment. Exactly, and, yeah. And it moves from yeah, what's, what, what's good and characterful to just bland whatever. Um, okay, last few questions. or we wrap Quickly, because I think we need a coffee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Roger that. Um, Okay, before we get to that, maybe okay. Let's no, let's do that quickly, and then we do that one, and then we'll wrap it up. So you're also quite besides the winemaking, you're also quite a uh, an active person. Yeah, you cycle quite a bit. You 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 race at quite a high level with cycling. You still do a lot of cycling. We we did a lot of racing and cycling together. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got scars all over myself from cycling. <laughs> yeah, so re recently, actually, I mean, the the racing days are over, um, but I, I I've started doing these solo trips through the Karoo, mm. which. So the, our Karoo is a very arid area, which with low, very low population, probably more sheep than, than humans, um, and big distances between towns. Yeah. And, and doing them in a, in a solo fashion is, is very, it's, I mean, it's, there's a bit of anxiety when you set out in the morning. But once you enter the flow of things, it's it's actually quite addictive, you know. That yeah, I feeling. find it. I find it meditative. Yeah, med and it's it's. But I think that's the addictiveness part yeah. of it. Yeah, for sure. And it's like I've now done the last two years. I've done one each year. I, my dear wife lets me go for a week, and yeah, I just I just ride my bicycle in the middle of nowhere, and then you get to these little towns, which are, I mean. Full proper, of proper small. Like we have a great saying in South Africa, they're a dorp, which they a literally dorp, yeah. are. And these people Small can't believe yeah. that you cycle all the way from Stellenbosch. Yeah. Like, solo, no one's helping you, you're no backup. And, you know, and, and they really accommodate you, you yeah. know, and they look after you really well. The hospitality is, yeah. is, 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 is so hospitable. It's, it's, yeah, it's lovely. It's amazing. Yeah, it really is amazing. But I, no, I, 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 that's my new thing. It's like, yeah. I, I love it. It's, it's, yeah. it's addictive. And I mean, I find also sometimes people, like, well, older and younger, but the same, like, they like to listen to music when they ride. No, fuck, I just it's like, don't, don't get yeah. it. I no, love to hear that, that cracking noise yeah. of the stone to, on your yeah. tires. Listen you to know, the wind. The wind. Listen to just yeah, listen, a bird listen that to the sees earth. you yeah. that's got a shock and screeches off that's in surprise. That the yeah, the, the natural sounds. I find I find if you listen to to music or a podcast, you can if you want to listen to this one while you're riding, maybe maybe sit down somewhere and <laughs> listen to it rather because you have to listen to. To the to your natural surroundings when you're out there, but I find that for me that 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 takes away from the experience. Mm, it absolutely does completely. I mean, why do you want to listen to some yeah. studio, some stupid podcast while yeah. you're riding? I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, but just before we close that one off, you also, I think, and I find that with my foot, like sometimes with my photographic locations where I go back to photograph, is I I discover a lot of that while out on a ride. Yeah, and, well, and you do the I mean, same. But I think that's well. I, I actually haven't touched on that. I haven't spoken about that in years, but. A lot of my vineyards I found was were on bicycles. On bicycles. Yeah. Oh, it's a good thing. With a bicycle, you're moving slower. You can appreciate yeah. the surroundings a bit better than yeah. racing past in a car. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I, I, a lot of my vineyards I discovered while being on a bicycle mm. because it just affords you just to moving a little bit slower, just to just to really. Mm. And also, you always know the wind where that from cycling. Mm. You know, you know the general wind, and you yeah. think, oh, that's actually it's always. I mean. I think anyone who does a bit of sport, especially out on the roads, mm. you always know, like, oh, I'm looking forward to that dip because it's always a little bit cooler. Mm. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, that, that's, that's 101 and how to figure out yeah. sort of micro... Microclimates, yeah. Climates and, and like, oh, it's always a little bit cooler yeah. here. Or the wind's always a bit stronger here, yeah. you know. Or it's like, it's not very sheltered here. Or it's, yeah. or it's, oh, it's always hot when you come around here. 
Yeah, and then when you look at the the vines next to the in the in the in the vineyards, you can also you know, so take that into like how they look. Yeah, like, sure. No, oh. no, I mean that, that's uh, that's really cool. Um, so, if there's one thing that you could say to people who drink your wine, whether it's or you can maybe no, not for each wine, just generally your wine. So, what what would you want someone to think of, experience, or or, or take away when they buy Nata Flay or considering not con or when they drink Nata Flay? What what's the thing? Just in a in a sentence or two, I know that that's yeah, very it's a, very it's a restrictive. Tough one. No, no, no. I mean, it's like what would you like someone to take away from? Well, firstly, I'd like the them to taste South Africa, and I think that's and what we can do. Mm. And then I think there's some stunning wines at the moment are coming out of South Africa, and mm. um, yeah, we have our issues here, but we seem to always make a plan. Um, and our winemakers, especially the, the sort of the new wave. I mean, we we're pushing the envelope hugely. And I mean, I mean, I'm, that's more of a general sense. But on a South African point of view, or another flair point of view, mm. well, firstly, thank you for buying it in the first place. Um, <laughs> and you know, it's 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 hard work. It's 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 a it's a lifetime that that I've tried to to put in a bottle. Yeah. I know it sounds think, quite, but it but yeah. it really is. I mean, it's like from where I am was to now. Yeah. It really is. It's a it's a yeah, it's 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 been a long road it's, to get there. It's 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 been hard work. So enjoy it. I mean, like okay. it's one of the funny <laughs> things is when 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 whenever I have wine in the house, I, I struggle to throw away that last bit of the bottle because mm. I know how much guts and yeah, sweat and Whether tears went into that. You know, yeah. if it's someone else's, whoever, like I, yeah. I, yeah, exactly. When it's another person's wine, I, I, I try not. To, I always try and sort of, you know, maybe end up drinking that glass I shouldn't have drunk. <laughs> Like Purely you, because yeah. I, it's not not because I, I have a problem. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> because it's it's really like you know the the effort that's gone into making yeah. it. You know, that's yeah. a great way of justifying justifying this next glass of wine. I go there. We go. Just, finish the bottle. Just don't open great. a Thank new one. That. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That's actually yeah. That's um, that's a very very good. I think it's a very good place to 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 leave it for now. I've actually got more not more yeah more questions or more. Um, more things I would like to discuss, but I think for a for a first yeah, well, uh, thank you. First time that, but it's that's it's, very, a, very it's cool the coffee and, machine is calling. It's calling, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I just want to yeah. So thanks for taking the time well, thank to sit you. down with me. I know it's a bit uh, for me. It's also a bit weird because we we're good friends and doing it in front of the camera. It brings a little bit of a different um, uh, dynamic to the to the thing. But I, you know, I think it's quite easy because I'm not stressed. Yeah, I mean that's why I like no, that, no, that's, so one of, that's one of my 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 goals or my Things I want to do for myself also is to have that less stress and actually through that get the more realness from 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 people and, and yeah yeah bring that bring that to the fore losing my my ability to speak as we end so maybe that's that's a good that's a sign I think it's a sign so, cool. it's coffee time thanks very much thank you Sim okay cheers <laughs> nice thanks man really appreciate pleasure. it.